Hi, I'm Rick Pearson and welcome to Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Today we have a very interesting interview that we want you to hear, so stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You know, last week we had a tremendous interview with Dr. Rod Hembray, and we're going to continue that interview today. So listen to this. Rick, how are you doing? Good to see nice you, to man. See you, Rod. Um, one of the things that I wanted to ask you off the top was about the COVID-19, this particular virus that everybody is dealing with, and we are terrified because the people are really... Um, listening to the health officials who we've praised and we've said, oh, the, the health officials are great. You know, they're wonderful. They're great. They're like gods. We're going to start. I wanted to ask you one question. And the first question is, where does COVID-19, the recent pandemic, because this is the first time that we have had a pandemic like this that's been propagated all over the internet. We never had the internet before. And all over the media, we've never had the media before, like in times like these. So where is COVID-19 and what does this have to do with the end of days? Uh, first of all, on the pre-trib rapture, my wife and I have studied it and we both are voting pre-trib. <laughs> if that doesn't work out, we're going to vote mid-trib. Okay. And if those scriptures don't work out, we're going to vote the, at the end and we're not taking any mark on our forehead or on our right hand from the government that will rise. But we've studied it. And I am definitely pre-tribulation rapture. I believe that God will take us out. According to Revelation 3.10, he has an open door to the church that, that no man can shut. And he will keep us from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the earth. So that's, I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows where I'm coming from on that. By the way, but, and, and I need to know, Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, Jesus says, I stand at the door and, and knock. knock. And anyone who opens the door, and lets me and I will come in and have supper with him. But it's important to know that he's knocking on the church's door. Okay, now, now we go to COVID-19. <laughs> what is this? This is God knocking on the door to everyone's heart. This is a birth pang of things to come. 9-11... When 9-11 happened, it was a birth pang. It was a forerunner. It was a warning to the United States of America, which is a providential nation. Now, that's 2001. That's 2001. 9-11 is the ninth month yes. and the 11th day or yes. September 11, 2001. When the towers went down, that was the, one The birth trade towers in New York. The trade towers in New York went down. That was the first birth pang to North America, a warning. 
This is a second birth pain. This is the, the second warning, not only to America, but to the world. Something's happening. God has got everybody's attention. And, and this prayer meeting that you're having is exactly what God is calling the church to do. We have a situation where we're stuck in our houses, and we've got, there's, all of the idols in North America are shut down. Entertainment, sports, golfing, personal boating, everything was shut down. Everybody was in their house. God is trying to get people's attention because he doesn't want anyone to go through the tribulation period. But the tribulation period is coming. He has spoken it, and he will also bring it to pass. So this, in, in my world, is a birth pang of God saying, listen, get into my word, get your life cleaned up, because something big is coming, and his name is Jesus. Now, this is the question I have for you, and this is, is related to this birth pang, which comes from uh, Matthew chapter 24. Um, God does not want us to go through the tribulation. No. So God, because I've heard people prophesy, so-called uh, prophets and everything else, and they seem to be uh, very violent with their words and saying, you know, you, you are going to suffer, you're going to hurt, you're going to... But you're saying God doesn't want us to... In Ezekiel 33, it says, uh, The Lord has no delight in the death of the wicked, but that they would come and turn to him and receive life. The, the tribulation period is a point where God... The, the world gets to a point where they say, We don't want God. We don't want the Ten Commandments. We don't want prayer in school. Uh, we don't want anything to do with God. And God gets to a point where the people's hearts are so hard that he says, fine, I'm leaving, and I'm taking my bride with me, and I'll give you seven years, seven years without my presence. And he's going to raise up a man called the Antichrist, and that man will be totally demonized. Satan himself will enter him, and he will form a one-world government and people will live under that anarchy of that one world government, that dictatorship. And it's all because people don't want God. God wants them, but, he do, but the people don't want God. So this is, this is important because I, we need to hear this, that the people who are broadcasting on Facebook or broadcasting on YouTube or broadcasting in other ways on the Internet who are saying, you know, you're going to suffer, you're going to suffer, you're going to suffer... They're not saying everything that God said. God said, I don't want you to suffer. He doesn't want it, but he knows man's heart. He knew, he prophesied in advance what they were going to do to Jesus. Jesus knew he was going to be rejected. God sent his love and his salvation through Jesus Christ, and he knew if the princes of this world had known what they were doing to Jesus, they would have never crucified him. But God knows the future. The devil does not. Okay, Satan, God knows the future, but the devil does the not. Devil, and Satan played right into God's hand when he crucified Christ. Because without death and resurrection, there could be no salvation without the shedding of blood. So what Lucifer and Satan, and then were, Satan, I should say, not Lucifer, but what Satan and his demons were doing, it said, had the princes known 
at the time, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. So there were no princes at the crucifixion, but there were principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness that got inside of the people, stirred them up, and they crucified Christ. It was through the will of the devil that God brought forth salvation. The devil was putting a noose around his neck because he wanted to control everybody. But it was through the resurrection of Christ that we get set free from the principalities and powers that are trying to rule us on this earth. So we have the COVID now coming. God did not create the COVID. Sin, sickness, and poverty and disease does not come from God. It comes from the devil. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come, said Jesus, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wishes above all things that you prosper and be in health. But there's another spirit realm on this world. And that spirit realm wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But God will use the tactics of the enemy in order to get his glory. That's fascinating. That's also in the book of Job. So, so right now, COVID-19, what are people doing right now that really love God? They're tuning in here and they're praying. What are they praying about? They're praying about nations. They're praying about people that right now are out on the streets burning buildings. They're praying God's will on this earth. So, so God has used COVID to pull his bride in. Hmm. And, and, and get on their knees and start moving with him. Whereas if there was no COVID right now, how many people would be home listening to this and praying? They would be at work. They'd be playing tennis. Maybe you'd be at a ball game, which is there's nothing wrong with that. But your priorities get real, real keen when you're in a foxhole. Bullets are flying over your head. All of a sudden, there's no atheists anymore. When it's your time to die, I just led my cousin to the Lord uh, a year or two ago, and he lived the life uh, not with God. But when he found out he had cancer, guess who he called? He called his cousin that was the Bible thumper. And I went there and we prayed and he got saved. But COVID-19 is something that the enemy is trying to use to keep control and fear over people. But God's going to use it to pull people in and show us that he's greater. Greater is he that is in you. You do not have to have fear on you. When you lock into God, you fear nothing. Hey folks, have you ever been witnessing to somebody and you just can't remember verses or recall the eight providential nations in scripture, let alone how America meets all 53 descriptions of the seventh nation in Bible prophecy. Well, now Prophecy USA has a free app and every TV program, podcast, and all 53 descriptions of America's role in Bible prophecy will be in the palm of your hand. Together with our study guide, you can study to show thyself approved at any time, any place, and at any given moment. You can even upload the app onto your friend's phone or iPad and let them find out for themselves where this generation fits on God's prophetic time clock. To get the free app, go to prophecyusa.org. And for a donation of $20 or more, we will include a 100-page study guide boldly proclaiming America's role in Bible prophecy.
there are some people who are watching who are afraid and uh, because they've been believing the media and they've been believing everything that, that the media has said and they've got to stay in their home and do this and do that. Um, but you're suggesting that they pray about it and they say, okay, Lord, what would you have me do? Not that we disobey the government. We don't. No. We, we obey the government. That's in, clearly in the scripture. But uh, at the same time, we need to think differently. We need to think like, okay, help me, Lord, to do the right things. And uh, the best way I could describe this is if we're on the way to the store or something, and we see somebody who's in trouble, who's been hurt, or somebody who's at the side of the road with a tire, and it's a woman, and she can't help herself. And do you stop to help her, or do you not, because of COVID? Well, you are a good Samaritan. Well, of course you are. You have to be a good Samaritan. Now, you do what God tells you. You're spirit-led. You maybe maybe you're supposed to pick somebody up or pick pick up the phone and call somebody. How are you doing today? You doing okay? Are you afraid? Let let me pray for you. But but fear is not supposed to have dominion over us. And if you're afraid, you need to get locked into God, and He'll pull that fear out of you. You know, my, my best friend a year ago uh, just died. He had cancer, and uh, his name was Tony. And Tony and I were pilots together. I, I bought his airplane, and, and uh, we were half owners in the airplane. And Tony got cancer, and we prayed, and we fasted. We did everything. We were praying for his healing. But it was Tony's time to die. And when Tony was laying there on his deathbed, I said, Tony, are you ready to go? And he said, yep, I'm ready to go. And I said, well, now, Tony, when you get up there into heaven, you make sure you get that hangar clean because when I come, I'm bringing our airplane with us. Now, Tony and I, this is how the power of God, we laughed at death. Hmm. He was on his deathbed and we were laughing. Now, I had my cry when Tony died. I'm, I still miss my friend. But death, where is your sting? Grave, where is your victory? When you're walking with God, none of these things, none of these things, if you stay locked into God, no weapon formed against you can prosper. That doesn't mean you don't have an appointed time to die. But you don't walk in fear. And, and I think that's a perfect example when a man's dying and he's laughing. Tony said, I have no fear whatsoever because he knows that he knows that he knows that he's locked into Christ and the blood of Jesus covers every sin and it covers every sickness too. And so the, the important part of this to remember is that death itself is more of a transition. For it's the a transition. You, you don't, uh, you know, you're not die and then that's it. It's, it's over with lights out. Your body cannot see in the world what's there. But suddenly your spirit sees everything that's there that you couldn't see in your body, and suddenly there's Jesus. And to be absent from the body present is the to Lord. be present with the Lord. Instantaneously. Yeah. It's a transition. Yeah. You're an eternal spirit. You live in a temporal body, and you possess a mind and emotions. And when you're walking with God, if you're not walking with God, fear has a tendency to get a hold of you faster. Mm -hmm. But when you're walking with God, and this is part of what the COVID is. I believe it's a wake-up call to Christians to make sure you have your priorities straight because there's coming a day 
when COVID-19 is going to be nothing compared to what's coming when God pours out his wrath. Now let's talk about that because there is the wrath of man and we've experienced that uh, with these small wars and crime and all of that. Then there's the wrath of Satan. We've experienced that with some uh, Satan showing up in ways of World War One and Two and so on. But then there's the wrath of God and there is nothing to compare with the wrath of God. Like there is nothing to compare with the love of God and the grace of God there's also nothing to compare with the wrath of God. You said COVID is reminding us something bigger is coming. Well, What's coming? Uh, there's a seven-year period that's coming called the tribulation period. And it's, it's, it's a period of time where God hands those who don't want him over to Satan. And before that happens, he calls his bride up. He says, you don't want me? That's fine. You reject me, and I'll reject you. That's in, that's in Hosea 4.6. You reject my knowledge, I'll reject your knowledge. You reject me, I'll reject you, and I'll reject your children. There's a separation happening right now all over the world, but you can really see it in America. There's a line being drawn in the sand, and there's a separation of ideology, of thinking, and one group does not want God. They don't want the Ten Commandments. They don't want prayer. They do not want the Judeo-Christian ideology in their life whatsoever. Then there's another group that wants to put prayer back in school. They want to put God back in government. They want to put the Bible back in the teaching of, of children to raise your child up. And there's a, there's a war going on. And it's not a racial war, and it's not a political war. It's a spiritual war. Because the devil knows that if he can get you away from this book, you have no covering. This book is the sword of God. This, this, when you read this book, you might examine it, but it examines you. This book, when you read it, it will convict you of things that are wrong in your life. And you'll correct yourself. And when you correct yourself and walk in God's commandments, there's blessing. It's a covenant blessing when you walk in God's commandments. But if a nation, as, if, as the United States of America, this is what our, show, our program's about, America is a covenant nation. They cut a deal with God, the founding forefathers. And in Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 15, when you walk in that covenant, there's blessing. But if you get out of that covenant, there's also curses. Now, the tribulation period is a point when humanity walks away from God. This one world government that we're talking about, they don't want God in their government. They don't want the Bible. They don't want prayer. They don't want the Judeo-Christian moral compass. They want a world without, without God. And God's going to give them that world. And it's called the seven-year tribulation period. I think this is what we're heading into. And the United States of America is the firewall between the new world order that wants to come and the Judeo-Christian nation that was raised up by God that is fighting against 
those thoughts, attitudes, and ideas that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. So this is where we are in Bible prophecy. It's, it's an extremely exciting time, but it's also extremely sobering because we might be the generation that escapes death, the that rapture, is. the bride of Christ. We might be. Things are lining up and it looks like it, but every generation has thought that. Four thousand years ago, an antichrist religion was birthed in ancient Babylon. Yet Joshua overcame it, Gideon overturned it, Elijah overwhelmed it, and Josiah overthrew it. This vile religion demands a rejection of God's commandments, a defiance of God's morals, a resurgence of asterisk poles with rampant immorality, and the shedding of innocent blood that cries out for judgment. These are the signs of a nation seduced by Baal worship. But what is the answer? 2,000 years ago, innocent blood was shed for you. But will America come back? Will she seek God's forgiveness or will she suffer His judgment? Prophecy USA proudly presents a study guide addressing America's spiritual state of the union concerning her past, present, and future role in Bible prophecy. Call right now with your donation of $20 or more to receive your copy, 1-888-306-1759. Or go online to prophecyusa.org right now. seven-year period that you're talking about called the tribulation yes uh, this is an interesting time because it, it seems to begin in peace and it seems to begin wonderfully now something happens to throw the world into a need of having to put a one-world government in place and so everybody accepts it and they do it and there's there seems to be peace and there's some things we could say about the recovery of the Antichrist in that time that the scripture tells us but uh, that he, he's healed miraculously and all of that. But the question is, what happens at the center of the seven years, the three and a half years in? Something, according to the Bible, the Jews tend to get offended or do something well, and I, start a war. In the, in the middle of the tribulation, the way I understand it, is the abomination of desolation where the Antichrist turns his back finally on the Jews. And then he goes after them. So the, the Antichrist, the one world leader, yes. is going to, he conquers the world without war. He's, he's got a bow, but no arrow. And you can look up Revelation 6 if you want to check that one out. But the idea is that the Antichrist is taken over the world, but he finally sets up this abomination of desolation, which what in the world is that? Well, the abomination of desolation, I believe, is when he goes into the temple. Okay. And he sacrifices an animal. But I'm I'm more at the at the beginning of okay. the trip where how it's going to kick off with the four riders of the apocalypse. Right. But but the abomination of desolation is is uh, set off and then he turns against the Jews. He turns against the Jews and then he goes after them. And that's what Jesus says in Matthew 24 then you know it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be terrible. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, the devil is the, is the one that you're calling Satan, which yes. is actually means destroyer. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. I, I really think this is important that we hear this. Really important. 
We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Very important. But against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age. Rulers of the darkness of this age. And you know where the darkness is? Where? It's right between your ears. Oh, my goodness. This is where the darkness is. Jesus came with the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in Jesus Christ. It's knowledge. Which is why he tells us that he's the truth. My people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. So knowledge is light. You know, there was somebody that said on a television show several months ago that it's one thing to talk to God. It's another thing to think he's talking to you. Mm. (laughs) Well... I think they call that mental illness, said this woman, and everybody started clapping. Yeah. And you know, when she said that, I thought, that woman doesn't know God. She does not know Jesus, because Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door to his heart, I'll come into him and sup with him and he with me. He also said, My sheep hear my voice. Now, the Old Testament prophets used to call that the still small voice of God. Psychologists call it a conscience. But we're in a society today that has no conscience. Evil becomes good. Good good becomes becomes evil. evil. And this is part of the separation that's happening right now. Especially you can see it in the States. And it's happening in Canada. But there's a remnant of people who are approaching COVID. Instead of running away from God... They're running back to him. Fascinating. You see what I'm saying? I do. And and this is all part of God saying, come to me, come to me. I'm your source. I'm your source of finances. I'm your source of healing. I'm your source of peace. Come under my covering. Walk with me. I'll be your God. And nothing shall hurt you. And and that's where we're at right now. There's, there's, a, there's a, sh- a shifting. The wheat... And the chaff are separating. And it's very interesting because the verse 13 says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. The whole armor, not just part of the armor. The whole armor. But the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. I find that fascinating because, you know, evil days. And having done also to stand, he says, this is Paul. He says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth having put on the breastplate of righteousness, rightness with God, having shod your feet with the presentation of the gospel of peace. Gospel of peace. Very important in a time when we're experiencing riots. Gospel of peace. Above all, thanking or taking rather the shield of faith, which is with you and with which you are able to conquer the fiery darts of the wicked one. Then he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God, praying always. Don't stop there. Everybody stops there. Don't stop there. Listen, praying always, which is what we're going to do now, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, which is the word of God. This is how we pray. We don't pray any other way except with the word of God, beloved. This is how we pray. And so we need to keep that. He says, praying always with the prayer and supplication and spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. 
and for me that utterances may be given for me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the good news of Jesus Christ, for which I am an ambassador in chains, locked up, that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verse 20. So this is very important, beloved. We need to understand how that works and how that goes. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Dr. Rod Hembry. Next week, we'll return to our regular format. See you then on Prophecy USA. Shalom. 